So you might notice that this series is a little different in content from our previous shows. We have a reason for that. This mega series is our announcement and introduction of our ministry's second podcast, the Me 3 podcast. Me 3 is a show geared toward Gen Z and younger millennials to help them handle real life issues they face, whether they should involve relationships, dealing with emotions, confronting fears, or addressing desires. We want our listeners to understand our heart and the mission we have to reach out to these teens and young adults. We still believe this content will be relevant for other age groups because the issues we will be discussing aren't necessarily for the young only. It is our hope that this series will bless you and help you understand something of the heart of the younger generations. With that said, enjoy the show. Veni, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. I like Hey, everybody, everybody, welcome to our latest episode. I'm really getting sick of this. Finding your fairy tale part two, anger. So we are super excited to be getting into this. Um, This is one I really relate to because I really dealt with a lot of anger from my heartbreaks. The stuff that I went through with relationships was brutal. It was very uh, rough because I get really into any relationship, anything that I do. I am very reserved about connections, about friendships, about relationships in general. I always have been. I'm an introvert. So when I really get outside of my comfort zone and decide to take a risk on somebody or something, I have had the tendency to get very let down and disappointed and upset. And my pattern response really in a lot of ways became anger in a lot of things. I would get very angry at the person. I get very angry at like life. Like why why do things have to always turn out this way for me? You know, like there's a lot of just aggravation there. There's other forms of anger too. There's other ways that anger can become expressed. It's not always in blatant ways. It's not always necessarily in lashing out or hurting others. So we're going to get into that a little bit, but uh, we just want to set this this context so that you understand and you know we've all faced heartbreak in different ways sometimes with the loss of someone that we really love um, sometimes with someone who things just didn't work out with them other times maybe they betrayed you maybe they did something really terrible and hurt your trust and hurt your heart um, maybe it was never a good relationship in the first place but you were under the illusion that it was there can be so many different causes and in relationships going wrong in life things being taken away from us there's a lot that can stir up that that result of anger with heart wounds so we want to get into that a little bit and cover both some of the ground of what we know we felt like and what we were going through and some of the answers that we came to and what we've learned of how to manage and how to deal with that anger in a healthy way 
Anger is a vessel for a person's internal pain and anguish. So, I mean, this this can show up in a lot of different ways, just like Sean was saying. Um, people react differently to rejection, betrayal, and deceit. It all depends on where that person is with their relationship with God, their upbringing, and the people they surround themselves with. Because what we think and what we surround ourselves with is what we become. And whether we like it or not, I mean, we can be in denial about it and, and think that, well, I'm stronger than that. You know, I like these people and yeah, they have their, their hangups, but you know what? I'll be just fine. It won't happen to me. Well, <laughs> that's famous last words right there on pretty much everything. It won't happen to me that when you, when that comes across your mind, run, um, don't go down that road because that can possibly happen to you. Lord forbid and sincerely, but just because you think you won't succumb to what's around you doesn't mean that you won't. And it's a matter of just time, really. Because the more you're exposed to something, the more it's going to happen. It's kind of like cursing. How do people start cursing? They're around it. Whether it's music, movies, or people, you hear it repetitively and it's going to get into your mind, it's going to get into your thoughts, and then it's going to come out of your mouth. It's kind of like if you have a really highbrow vocabulary chances are you hang out with people that have a very highbrow vocabulary or maybe your parents do you know maybe they they're english majors or whatever and you've picked that up from them it's the same thing with any kind of language any kind of attributes we start talking like the people around us we start acting like the people around us it's like my dad always said if you hang out with wolves you're going to learn how to howl like it's just a part of the package so if you are surrounded in an environment of anger and people that are angry or people that perpetually do things that cause a feeling of injustice inside you, you might think that you can restrain it, but everybody has their breaking point, you know, and I was not an angry person per se, you know, I was a very calm person. I was, you know, even now more, more people than not would probably describe me as really relaxed, really laid back, really easygoing, but I learned with dealing with certain people and certain things could push me far enough into that direction of anger. And that's when it became, and, and one thing is, it's kind of like what they people will say about depression. And we handled that a little bit in the last episode. We talked about sadness, resignation, depression as the extreme of that. You know, like it, it's often said that once you experience depression, that leaves a mark on you. Like you're, you, you never are exactly the same as you were before you actually went into depression, you know, and that, that's not to say like you can never get better or you're never going to overcome that or become more through that, but it's just not the same thing. Once you have experienced it, it opens a certain door in you and it brings you into a different experience that you then have to deal with life in a different way than you did before you experienced depression. And I would say anger is the same kind of way. Like there's low levels of anger you know, that I think everybody experiences some kind of irritation or whatever. But when you unlock that door of rage, when somebody pushes you to that level of just extreme anger, you know, you can go from being a very calm person to being a person that has some very serious anger issues. And it, it can become a habit. It can become an addiction like alcohol or anything else as your means of coping. Very true. And, and anger can show up in varying degrees. I mean, it, it can last for a couple of days and then it's kind of like a little rainstorm or cold front that comes in and after a couple of days of rain it's gone you know so you might be angry and then you just kind of work through your issues maybe even hopefully give your issues to god so that way he can help you work through everything but for others it actually can last for many years 
and so many years could be saved so many so much time could be spared if anger and all of your hurt are actually given to God to where you can be healed and live a normal life for some it will turn into a different emotion kind of like de- like depression or insecurity or fear or any sort of thing even denial but it, like I said it could be healed if it was asked for but if it's left unattended to it can turn into hatred grudges and revenge seeking all of which are wrongful and very unhealthy regardless of what happened it only hurts the one that's filled with rage. These broken emotions ruin lives and they rob them of enjoyment, influence, and length. You literally cut your life down by filling yourself with so much hatred and and stress. Stress, cortisol, they're bad. <laughs> they're bad for the body. Um, and it just, between even just your outward appearance and your inward appearance, it, it literally shrivels up the body and you can't live life like you could have otherwise and the people you're around you're not going to be a good influence on them either people may not even want to be around you anymore that leads to more hurt more rejection more betrayal more lies to get away from you because they they want happiness they want to be made whole they want to have fun but they don't want anybody negative around them so if for no other reason do yourself a favor and work through these issues before they fester before they have time to become and transform into something that never should have been and just give it to god yeah and so many things and the emotions are about balance anger is you know it has its place and its place is not supposed to be permanent you're not supposed to live in constant anger Um, It is something that it's healthy to have an anger response at the beginning to injustice or to seeing someone else get hurt or to, you know, some kind of a situation where there's a call to action. You need to do something right now because there is something that is really bad that's going on, you know, and it, it has its usefulness in certain contexts and places, but it's supposed to be a transitive state. It's not supposed to be something that you're living in constantly. And it's like one of the parts of processing through loss, one of the parts of processing through something that is happening to you in life. You're not supposed to get stuck in anger gear. You're supposed to move on to the next gear. You're supposed to work through that anger and get to the back to the place of tranquility, get back to a place of peace when you've dealt with what's going on, what's happening, and especially after it's over and dealing with processing out the emotions of what happened to you. Anger is something that you are then to be able, you're, you're supposed to transition and let go of it and get past it so it's no longer influencing you. And a lot of times in relationships, directly when you're in communication, it is just interfering. It's really not helping. And you really need self-control because anger will be telling you like this is life or death or somebody's attacking you, somebody's trying to do you harm. And so you lash back and you attack back and that's not going to help anything in any positive relationship. And even if it's a bad relationship, you really don't need to be sitting there and trying to stick it out and fight with them and fight against them you you need to actually take a step back and realize you know what 
this isn't good. I need out of this. You know, don't don't have yelling matches. Don't have arguing matches. It is good to stand up for yourself, and it is good if anger helps helps you to start doing that. If you've learned to be a floor mat, if you've learned to just kind of let people push you down and suppress your anger, and there's there's a big difference, you know, between different ones of us and how we were raised and how we felt about our self-image, how we felt that we had permission to get angry at people for treating us wrong. And Brandy and I both had a very different um, sense of self as we were going through the things that we went through where she was so beaten down that she didn't think she had the right to be angry. And angry was a scary thing and a bad thing and something to stay away from at all costs and just try to appease everybody's anger. Definitely don't be angry yourself. And for me, it was like, if I have no other recourse and I cannot get you to see that you're doing the wrong thing and I can't do anything differently and there's nothing I can do to fix this situation, I'm just frustrated or you won't leave me alone or whatever, then anger became the last resort. Like, you know what? Shut up. You know, like I'm going to give it right back to you. And it was not healthy in the contexts that I often used it and I let it take control of me where what I needed to do was step back and back off and say, no, I'm not going to have this conversation with you because this isn't a conversation. This is an argument and I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> you know, so even though it feel really good right now to give it right back to you, that's not what I need to be doing right now. And it just would have been better if I took that and also took it as an indicator. Anger is an indicator that there's something wrong. <laughs> You know, the, the anger it's, itself may not be wrong. The anger might be indicating. It probably is indicating there is something wrong. There is something out of balance. There's something that is not the way it should be. So take it as that. Don't give into it. Use it properly. Understand it as an indicator. Don't be controlled by your anger. And just like Sean was saying, is like I didn't feel like it was okay, or I I did, wasn't really taught that it was okay to be angry that there are you know different types of anger there's anger because yeah something just was done to you that was completely wrong and that should never have happened and then there's anger and lashing out and seeking revenge and just wanting to put somebody in their place because you're hurt and I was never taught there was a difference between that so I never really knew how or to use it and, and anger was used against me in so many different ways that all I knew was it was bad that it, it was scary that it just made everything worse and even showing the slightest bit of anger just made the situation worse because that person would then get even more angry and put try to shove me that much farther down things would just escalate Exactly. And so I learned, okay, <laughs> keep your mouth quiet and just, you know, try try to work through it and not I, just try to figure out not to take the blame, you know, on yourself because that those kind of people that try to put the fault and blame on you that it was actually theirs in the first place, but they're trying to put it on you and make it your fault, make you take it and use their anger to make you feel like, yeah, maybe it was my fault. You know, well, maybe I did do those things. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, stop. Okay, no. That That's not okay. And that's not going to be okay. 
and just learning to use the impetus of, hey, something was just done to me that shouldn't have been done. I'm I'm not going to take this, you know, I'm going to maybe if if I can at the time, you know, go ahead and say say what the truth is. And if they won't listen, like just like Sean said, walk away. And with some people, they won't listen to you the truth. They won't try to understand. All they want to do is beat you over the head with whatever's going on. And they don't, they're not going to listen to reason. So some situations, yeah, it's best just, okay, you know what? I'll see you later. Bye. And walk off. Um, but like I said, if, if, if the situation and your gut instinct and quote unquote little voice, which is, which is Holy Spirit, lead you to say something, then say it. But if you don't have anything to say that's calm, (laughs) peaceful, and is not going to escalate something, just walk away. Yeah. And anger is a lot like martial arts. It's a lot like self-defense. You know, all of them pretty much teach you that this this is to be used for defense, not offense. This is supposed to be used to protect yourself, not to hurt anyone else. And anger, you should look at the same way. Anger is not meant to be used offensively in relationships it's not meant to be used to control others and get them to do what you want them to do and you know if for instance you have trust issues and somebody does something you didn't expect and that makes you mad then that's the issue isn't them for making you mad the issue is that you have to be able to let go of that needing to control people and needing to be able to predict what everybody's going to do. Now, on the other hand, if, for instance, they did something very wrong that was unpredictable because you thought they had better character than that, then you're not wrong to be angry. You're not wrong to be hurt by that. But don't then turn that around and, what were you doing? How are you, you know, what were you thinking? You know, or I'm going to go after that girl. I'm going to go after that guy. Don't, Don't do that. Don't waste your time with that take and observe that okay this hurt me i'm angry about this now what what is that telling me is this a situation where i i should just okay you know there was a slip up there was a mistake i need to seek understanding i need to know what's really going on in this situation or is this like wow this person really isn't great (laughs) this is really not actually a good situation they're not actually trustworthy and in which case you need to just cut it off and sometimes anger can be useful for that where if you control it and you use it defensively it can be a a sort of hardening of resolve for you where it's like you know what you have done nothing but harm in my life and despite whatever attachment i have to you I see clearly by this hurt that I'm feeling that I need you out of my life and do something about it before that feeling leaves and you go back to the, but I love him, but I love her. Don't, don't go back into that. Don't let that control you, you know, cause that's, that's a whole other side too. When you have some Stockholm syndrome thing going on. So anger can have its defensive purposes. Just don't let it become offensive and don't let it control you. You control it. Because that is another thing when you've had time to cool off and you've had time apart from this guy or this girl at some, at some point you might actually start questioning yourself on your own. Be like, well, was I, was I in the wrong or did I really do that? Was I just angry? Was I just angry? Was it all in my head? Well, (laughs) maybe in some cases it might be possible, but no, um, when you're so sure at the very get go. And then you're completely doing 180. 
it's quite possible that that 180 is the wrong turn. Yeah, when you have like sudden changes of heart and direction and stuff like that, and you start feeling a totally different way, you need to be wary because you might be in a codependent relationship. You might be in a really dangerous situation where you can be easily manipulated. And so you should not be trusting your own judgment at that time. As it's being flipped on a 180 on you, you need to instead seek some wise counsel, seek some advice from someone who does, you know, isn't self-interested they're not looking at you know at you know your the relationship that you have with this person as being good or bad for them personally they're just looking for your best interests and they just care about the best outcome for you and you know someone someone that can give you that kind of counsel that's someone to go to when you're questioning like did i just do this out of anger and you know oh no what have i done kind of feelings don't let the feelings control you. Just like you shouldn't let the anger control you. You know, let it inform you. Let it help you when you need to really do something that might be hard in other contexts. But don't let those other feelings control you either. Don't let the the danger can be that there can be a pendulum swing to the other side where, you know, you were angry at this person. You had this intense emotion. And then you can start to wane and go into the, oh, no, you know, maybe I was too hard. Maybe I was too harsh, self-questioning and but we've had some good times and memories and stuff and you know you got to be prepared for that other side of the pendulum swing and don't be caught up in oh well we we do so much together we have so many adventures and we do so many exciting things and i don't currently know anybody i could do that with you know don't let that keep you in the relationship either you will have trust me i've been there and that was one of the things that kept me in a very toxic place and guess what? I'm living much better adventures now being without that person. And I'm so much freer. I'm happier. I have a, the best relationship with God that I've ever had. And I actually, you know, finally having one um, after just knowing religion. But that's another point. But don't be caught up in what you think that this person can offer you. If you're, if you get into, well, what can this person do for me? You know, that's another red flag. A relationship isn't about what the other person can do for you. It's about that person and the both of you together and what God has planned for your life. Not what that person can give you or take you to or whatever. That's worldly and things and materialism and that's that spells failure and ruin for relationships yeah so beware the pendulum swing and if you can at all help it don't make choices out of the anger be informed by your anger understand why you're doing what you're doing and make them cool-headed so that you know when it comes down to it you can defend your decision to yourself that's really the main person you need to be able to defend your decisions to and you know if if you have to do it out of anger to get out of a really bad thing that's fine just understand that that's going to be the flip side and especially if there's any kind of control going on or if you have issues with yourself of being able to be sure of your own decisions so be ready for that and understand this thing has its limitations and understand and for one thing you know on on this whole subject too remember that forgive and forget can be taken too far when someone is continuing to do the same things they were already doing to you they're not sorry when their behavior has proven 
that this is just what they are. This is who they are. This is what they do. And it's wrong and it's bad and it's harmful to you personally. Then you need to remind yourself, no, they did this. This is what they do. You know, this, is, this isn't just something that they did on one, one off moment or whatever. This is something that they've consistently done. This is their record. This is what they have proven that they are like as a person. You're going to have to remind yourself. Sometimes you might have to kind of stir back some anger for yourself to like, no, remember what they did. Remember what they do because you can get suckered by people. You can get suckered by people around you who are like, well, was it really that bad? You know, or whatever, you know, they, they can you're kind of... You're just being too sensitive. Well, maybe you're just being too sensitive. Yeah, things like that can get you to start, huh, you know, because you're no longer in the feeling of what was happening to you. And so you can sort of romanticize and sort of put a, a, a rose... Uh, tinted lens on so you're looking at things like oh you know there's some good memories too and oh I miss them and you need sometimes you need to as you're still getting over someone as you're still getting over a heartbreak you might need to intentionally inject some anger back in where it's like no remember what they did remember what they've consistently done and you've got to see for yourself objectively that things have cooled down long enough and they have proven that they really are a different person. And while you're still in that state, you need to kind of just take that nine times out of 10 people don't change and just believe that in that time while you're in that much pain and when you're in that bad of a place because it's it's just really hard to have good judgment when you're really broken, when you're really hurt inside. Get yourself recovered first and then you can make a decision about how much you just let everything go and how much you decide to let it all go and give them another chance or whatever. Don't do that while you're in the in, in the state of having been hurt. And don't just let the anger indicator be the only thing that says, yeah, this is messed up. Well, I'm not angry anymore, so it must not be messed up anymore. No, <laughs> no, you, do, you should not have to be actively feeling anger to know that this was a bad thing. Yeah, those times when it gets back to the oh ha we're happy and we're do we have so much fun and we do this and he or she is just the greatest blah 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 don't be get don't get into that lull that that illusion because that's another thing is the the toxic relationship that was the most terrible and life-threatening even that i was in is that he would do some really out of nowhere surprises to sweeten the pot basically because you know he'd pull all these terrible things and do all these treacherous things and all of a sudden oh well let's go shopping you know let's go do this you know we're gonna get you some new shoes we're gonna get you some new earrings or we're gonna go get you this or we're, you know what I'm gonna take you to your favorite restaurant you know and you're like oh that's so sweet you know that wow he's not so bad after all no you don't get pulled into that and you learn from over time and it, it's hard sometimes to remind yourself of like hey he did this or hey he still did that um, but take an account and if it comes down to it, journal it. Start when you're in that anger spot, that that time of tension and just really fueled, write about it. Yeah, for one thing, it's a healthy release. It'll help you get it out of your system a little bit. But it also gives you a record and it gives you something that you can get back to and know like, 
hey, this 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 really did happen. This really has happened to me. It just you know, it doesn't just kind of melt into the background of your memories and your experiences. You have a hard copy of, yeah, this is what really happened. And a lot of times too, like people that do that whole get you really angry, hurt and upset, and then do something sweet for you, something nice for you, make you tr- feel differently. Oh, you know, they love me after all. That's that's a seduction technique. That's being coquettish. Being a coquette is someone that goes hot and then cold, hot and then cold, plays hard to get, does the things that they do where they're keeping you constantly off balance. And so they're staying in the driver's seat. They're staying in control. And you're constantly having your emotions go back and forth like like a yo-yo. You're the yo-yo and they're, they've got you on the end of the string and they're controlling it and controlling the situation. So that's why you got to be careful that your anger isn't being used against you to control you. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Welcome back now, you hear? 